Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Gag, a spoofcast where I, Joshua Simon, a geriatric aged grandpa, discuss scary movies and living deliciously with some of my goriest gal pals. And today, I have a very special guest. She is an actor, a musician, a director, an advocate, a teacher, a beltress. And uh, I'm jealous of the fact that she can literally put a ponytail anywhere on her head and it automatically completes the look. I'll never forgive her for that. <laughs> and her name is Caroline Dubberly. <laughs> Welcome. Holy shit, what an introduction. Oh I, I'm just like, every time I see you, a ponytail is coming out of a different place. Part of my head. On yeah. your head and it's a different size and it's always it's... like, it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that it works because really all I know. Yeah, if I wanted to grow do. a ponytail, it would be one of those, like, yeah. bald ones that comes out the back. Oh, I turned away from the mic. Like, yeah, I look like a post. Vietnam War photographer, you know what I mean? Definitely. Bald, but with a ponytail, because I've seen some shit. Seen some shit. And it only affected shit. the top of your head. Right. It scared <laughs> the hair down to the bottom of my head. Down to the bottom. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of green you got there. Anyway, I won't tell my students about this podcast. How about that? Absolutely. While you work on while you work on this, can yes. I ask you what what turned you gay this week? Oh, okay, what turned me gay this week? Feral Parker and Singing in the Rain. Oh my me gay goodness! This week. Me too. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> She was fantastic. <laughs> she was so good. Um, I, oh my god! I love singing in the rain as much as I as much as I love horror movies. I'll always be a slut for singing in the rain. Yeah. Um, any Gene Kelly movie, really, and to see it on stage at Olney was was uber fun. They um, made it rain on stage. I was. I was. I was spoilers. Well, they're singing in the rain. They're singing everyone. in the rain. It's crazy and. <laughs> I remember they did it at my high school, and they mm -hmm. also somehow managed to make it rain on stage. They just had a, a, oh, a pipe on stage, and I'm like, oh my god, in my Children high school. Children with buckets. And yes. only doing the same thing. <laughs> it's crazy. And the Broadway production of Indecent. Also made it rain on stage. Oh, yeah. Like a In a very different way. How did they do um, that? I, th I think it was a really similar mechanism like with the things with the boards and they had like little holes in the stage and um but they it was like all around it was fantastic oh my god it was gorgeous so staged rain makes us gayer i think staged <laughs> rain makes us excellent the, hmm? yes the rain on stage makes us gayer falls mainly on the gay uh, falls mainly on the gay exactly there it is thank you and yes, um and. what what made you anxious this week? Anything in particular? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, so many things. I'm a bundle of nerves already. Awesome. It's really great. Um, Isn't that fun? Traffic made <gasps> me anxious this week. It would, wouldn't it? It sure would. I and mean, it does. Fuck. Often. Okay, specifically, one part of 16th Street. Tell me about It's always it. the part, it's right after Military Road if you're going away from D.C., and, and and there's it's always I don't know if it's a fucking fucking I don't know it I always <laughs> I it? always think it's American University but I'm like this isn't American oh, University is it a this is a freaking it's, no it's not a circle it's, not a it's circle? like it's military road in Missouri Ave um, people really no lose they, their they fucking don't understand minds circles, circles circles it's like there are lines there, you can't just no no shoom. you're in a circple and you're you, you, I, it's very lose rude. lose your fucking mind. No. I th no, but I think this is an apartment complex, and people park on, like, the street on the right, in the right lane. Oh, no. So it's always just, like, terrible. Absolutely. Um, I hate it. What do you listen to in traffic to keep yourself from going crazy? Um, podcast or? It depends. Sometimes podcasts. Uh, lately, I've been listening to the Uncovered podcast that Ooh. the CDC is Canada. Um, uh, two friends actually were like, "You got to listen to this because the first season is escaping Nexium, which is Nexium, the drug." No. Okay. No, this this uh, self-proclaimed like self-help group sort of thing, but underneath it all, it was this scary like sex cult with like women getting branded 
against is their will. Is that the one that yes. Smallville's yes. Allison Mack was in? Yes, and it talks about Allison Mack. Smallville's Allison Mack. Allison Mack. I that that made me so anxious. That Every sh- time I read about Allison Mack, and I'm like. You no. mean the cult lady from Smallville? Oh is she still doing they the have, cult stuff? They have like footage of, and all this shit has been taken off YouTube, but they used to have on YouTube, and they, they shared the audio footage in, in one of the episodes of the podcast. Wow. Of her, because she was one of the higher-up people with this guy Oof. who was in charge of it. And he's like classic narcissistic personality, <gasps> cult, like manipulation tactics, gaslighting, abusive, like emotionally manipulative tactic. Like it's... God, it's so strange it's, when celebrities do that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. But he makes he makes really cool Mission Impossible movies, so it's okay. So he can do Allison Mack just did a TV show in the nineties, two thousand, two thousands, the forties, and it was the forties. It was the forties. It was a great television show in the forties. Right after Turner and Hooch, or whatever. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Smallville. Right <laughs> after Turner and Hooch. Yes, here on forties television. Here on the WB. <laughs> that that probably yeah that existed back then. I think. I think it was on the WB. <laughs> Well, TV didn't exist um, many, many years ago when this movie that we're going to talk about, this movie Takes that we're going place. to gag on. That was a beautiful segue. I really jammed that in there, didn't I? <laughs> I, I <laughs> railroaded that right into movie talk, didn't I? You sure did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Profesh. Which Any... I appreciate because I ramble. Excellent. Well, well, let's ramble about this movie. Another one. Let's okay. ramble. Let's gag on it, okay. if you will. I, since I that's will. The name of this boobcast and whatnot. Let's, let's gag on. Because <clears throat> branding. Um, we are talking about the witch. The witch. A New England folktale. Ooh. The witch. The, the witch, if you will. Yes. 2015, directed by Robert Eggers. What about this movie made you want to talk about it? I love how sparse it is. It is a sparse movie. It uses so little to say so to many things. Great effect, yeah. To such great effect. I agree. Um, did anything about the movie make you gayer? Particularly? Oh my god. Okay, yeah. The thing that made me the gayest in the whole movie sure. was when she started breastfeeding that bird. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. That that actress that actress and breastfeeding she, never goes never well. Never goes never it's, goes well. It's, it's, it's either Lisa like Aaron, too old. Yeah, breastfeeding her weird ass kid or a bird. It really oh, never goes well for her. Um, and I love it never goes well. But I, she's so fucking good. She's great in this movie. She's in, very good at playing these shit. manic. Um, grief, like grief-stricken. Grief she, she. Oh my God. Kate Dickey is the name of the actress, and okay. I think I always like to remember the the actresses and actors who really make impressions with supporting roles, like she did in Game of Thrones and Prometheus and other movies. Yeah. Especially this one, I think she really gets to shine. She gets to use her native Scottish tongue. Um, the director purposefully cast. British people mm-hmm. to play New Englanders in the 1600s when this movie takes place because he wanted it to be authentic. It, he wanted people who would actually cross the ocean and and have those accents. Yeah. Although, no, I mean the voices, the voice of the father at least, his voice is mm-hmm. quite. It stays it, it's, with you. It really does. It does. I can still. I can hear I it. I mean that actor's voice is pretty iconic. So much so. Ralph Ineson is mm-hmm. the is his name. So much so that he he played one of the Skaxies in the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. He played oh, the wow. hunter, and I immediately was like, "Oh my God, it's, it's the dad from the witch." <laughs> he he had Skeksy, and and um, <laughs> yeah, he's got one of those long faces and and one of those voices that those kind voices. of it's almost as if the 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 voice takes all the way. From the bottom of his face to the top of his face to, from to the get bottom there, of and his that's why it's feet. so it's like deep and mm. like the kind of deep that like makes you feel vibrations in your own body. Yes, absolutely. That's the kind of voice. And then and then, I know we're supposed to hate him, but he did make me a little gayer because he was you know a big, uh, big lumbery mountain man, and I, I was kind of him. into it. I was kind of into it. I didn't hate him. I don't know. Are we supposed to hate him? 
He to me is one of the most tragic. It's all tragic. It's a it, very it is com- all tragic. They're all complex characters, and the fact yeah. that they're able to make these characters so complex with such little um, kerfuffle around them, and also a limited vocabulary. Yes. They they only wanted to the the writer only wanted to use words that were found in records from that yeah. time. He he only chose words to write the script that would have existed back then. And so the way of talking is very strange and it can take a little uh, a little bit of time to mm-hmm. get used to, but it's also one of the more fascinating aspects of the movie. That's incredibly fascinating. What a what an amazing detail to add to the authenticity of it. And really just the terror of it. Yeah. Just like... Nobody knows what the fuck is going exactly. on. Exactly. In mean, every sense of that. In every sense of the way, everyone is so... Um, uh, what was I going to say? Whatever, I'll cut this part. Um, yes, that's good. Uh, everyone is just so... I think the the face mask I'm wearing is no, squeezing I, my brain. I know. We're wearing face masks, We are, and I way. think that's what's making us... Anxious. Absolutely. The face, mask, the face mask is making me anxious because it's one of the ones that you peel off, right? Yeah, and I feel like we have to peel them off soon. I think we should peel them off soon because I'm a little it's, worried it's that, freaking me out. that my face is going to come off with it. I feel it. like it's like <laughs> caving it's, in a little bit. Do you remember having to open brand new CDs? Yes. I'm worried that I'm going to need to take this face mask off the same way you take the shrink wrap off of CDs that I'm just going to have to like slice my face in half and, and just then like get it. Sh- try not to scratch the the awesome album art for mm-hmm. that that plastic that aqua CD I bought and oh, aqua. I still have that CD somewhere I should find it but first I should take off this fa- face mask so mm. we're going to take a quick break and we're back after peeling <laughs> our skin off uh, it oh, went a little man. bit easier for some than others <laughs> this is true I didn't follow directions well, and it got in my hair. Oh, no. It was it was unpleasant, but also not unsatisfying. That's true. It reminds... It, it was kind of like the adult version of when you would put glue on your mm-hmm. fingers on purpose. Elmer's glue. Yeah, the Elmer's. Oh, yeah, you could peel that a, a shit year, off. Oh, it was good. Teachers were like, stop wasting glue. It's like camp. It's like, well, our teachers probably went home and put on their face masks, and then like mm-hmm. had the most... Had orgasmic time peeling that shit to off. Tell us not to do it. And then said, "Stop eating and or putting that Elmer's glue on your skin, on yourself, on yourself in artistic ways." I'm like, I'm just expressing myself. I'm trying, you know. I also would do this thing where I would take the Crayola markers and I would color the ends of my hair with them. Wow. Because I wasn't allowed to dye my hair, so I was wow, like, that's what, so unfortunate. "What do you got to do?" Um, oh no, you still got some. I just, oh no, it's in, stuck in my beard. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That's it's okay. I still I still be, have all sorts of going to be pulling face masks. mask out of my folds forever. I'm sorry. I made my us jowls. do that. But also I'm not sorry. I made us do that. No, it was, that was it was a, an experience. Was experience. I've yeah. always wanted to know what it felt what like to be like. a Barbra Streisand Christmas album. <laughs> and now you do. And now I do. <laughs> and that's what matters. And well, it's been a great podcast. Well, Thanks for goodbye, coming. everybody. Thank you so much for coming along to the Face Mask Podcast. Yeah, that's what it is. Where we talk about absolutely nothing but face masks. And Michael um, Myers. And Michael Myers. The ultimate face the mask. The ultimate. The. Mm. <laughs> Murder me with a kitchen knife. Please and thank you. <laughs> so, you wanted to do the witch because I'll wait until you're done. I thought there was going to be more to that sentence. I'm so sorry. (laughs) My bad. I wanted to do the witch because. Because why? (laughs) Because it terrified the shit out of me when I saw it. It really. (coughs) Excuse me. You take all the time you need. (laughs) You know, it's that time of year, everyone. It's the time of year when you need a little bit (laughs) something extra to get through the cold winter nights. I understand. Yeah. Um, Maybe if the people in 1600s Puritan communities had a little bit of this stuff, they I don't think any of this shit would have happened. I don't think they would have died They never would have been... (laughs) They never would have been kicked out of the village in the first place. Alright, so were they kicked out of the village because they were too Christian? Is that what I'm gleaning from the... It opens with the family being kicked out of the Puritan community for being 
too conservative. Yeah, because of the dad's beliefs. The dad says, you are not, you are false Christians yeah. compared to me. And I'm just like, oh, so this family's too like, religious. So fundamental. So religious that they, they cannot even... My relatives. Do they? Were you raised on New England folk tales? Well, no. But I was, I mean... You were raised on American folk tales. I was raised on fundamentalism. Were you? And it's, yeah. And my cousin's on an even more extreme end of that, which really, part of the terror for, for me... For this movie, yeah. is is how even though it's 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 fantastical and it's so taking, far removed, yeah, in terms of time, yeah. yeah, all of that, there are still things in it that I see that remind me of people I know and remind me, especially the treatment of the daughter. Oh, absolutely um, the the way that the way that family members because turn. she doesn't. And even before the turning, even before like all that insidi- insidiousness happens, yeah. there were, it, the insidiousness was able to happen between the mom and the daughter because the mom was already punishing her for not being a, a, a Christian woman enough. For and not being chaste Chaste, enough. demure. For not being soft, womanly quiet. enough. Yeah. And those were things, that, that that's something that I really, really relate to. Um in, in a way. So I kind of relate to the really interesting trajectory that happens for this main character. For Thomason? Yeah, from the beginning to the end. Not in terms of like at the end where I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. But right. where I'm like, I understand. A lot of people will say this movie has a happy ending and they cannot be. No, <laughs> I know. And I, and, and in a way, I understand what I they mean by that. I think it is a happy movie. Um. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a romantic comedy, is One, what I Yeah, would say. it's the love, actually, of our generation, truly. Exactly. Um, Probably less problematic. I just think that for people to be already in a Puritan community, what could they possibly have done to be kicked right. out? Like, Right, but, I mean, that's the tea, though. I mean, like... Because they are on their own now. Completely isolated from everyone. Yeah, and all everything. they have to lean on is... Each Jesus. Other. Jesus. They don't even lean on each other. No, they, they turn on right. each other. You're right. You're right. And they use Jesus as an excuse. And it's, of course, each a, other. quite quite uh, common for queer people to see Jesus being used as, a, as an excuse for totally. gross things being said or done to them. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything, any queer characters in this movie, of course, but that isolation in a yeah. fundamental society... And is relatable. It, yeah. That's so interesting that you bring that up because years ago when I was living in Texas, I had already kind of separated myself from the church and then found myself kind of revisiting it in a completely different setting. Like it was a really, really liberal setting and the 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 reverend and he he's like a really radical dude in in, in some cases. Um, and he, we got together, and he was talking to me about how his idea was that Jesus was queer. And he was like, whether that means sexually or not, I don't know. But it just in terms of what? the definition of the word queer and how it means different, and it means other, and it means isolated. And so it was it was really like... People will get really pissed off at you if you say oh, Jesus is queer. Yeah. I, they, I like to do a little bit where I, where I talk about how Jesus might have been a bottom... Like a power bottom. Like power Jesus bottom. sat on well, so many dicks. But does that make him any less of a savior to you? Like, it's not like the number of dicks you sit on makes you bad at your job unless... No, no, no. Unless, you're, unless, unless your job you're like a, is sitting on the dicks yeah. and you're not good. Unless your job is to not sit on dicks. Then the number of dicks that you're sitting on will probably... It's directly correlated yeah. to how good you are. Then you're at your bad at your job. But like, but like, that power bottom that does your bangs isn't like oh wow i'd love to give you your miranda moment but but sorry sat on too many dicks the other day can't Can't even walk so and and no he gives you your shitty bangs and you're on your way (laughs) antonio's a goddamn professional okay (laughs) he He gives you your shitty bangs he doesn't he doesn't bemoan how much of a bottom he is and how he can't do his work no if jesus was a bottom he would was, be a power he, bottom. He yeah. Would. He would be the best bottom around. He would be able to take any size dick. And it would be 
because he would be patient and he would teach his partners to be patient. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. Well, the death threats are already being written against good. us. So now good, we good. can get the ball rolling with Excellent. with more of what happens in the movie. Check. Um, check mate Christianity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like if Jesus was, I mean, if people are going to continue to say Jesus is white, then I can continue to say he Jesus was a bottom. Was a bottom. <laughs> so, oh, you think Jesus was white? Right. Let's, Jesus was in to all the things. All sorts of shit. Right? Jesus was into shit. Jesus was the golden shower queen of <laughs> I think that might piss that might piss off even like my Christian partner. <laughs> I'm like, was that the line? I might have found it. I don't know. I love you, Jesus. This movie I do yes, feel could only have This movie. We digressed enough, I think. Uh, this movie could only be have been written and shot by someone who was raised uh, by someone from the generation traumatized by the organ trail. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that way? Yes. Oh, that's only someone funny. who has seen I their thought, entire thought... family die of dysentery Just, could yeah, make such died a of dysentery film. In, in Utah. Right. Um, uh, it, this is the Oregon Trail for queers. <laughs> it is. Rather than the Oregon Trail for steers. The only other. The only The two other. genders. Those are the steers only. Steers and queers. Steers and queers. And there are only two trails and they're both to Oregon. Right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you ascribe to. Nope. We're all going to the we're same goddamn going. place. And it's Oregon. <laughs> and it's Oregon. Or death. From dysentery. Oregon or death. Either way. Improvement? Sure. Sure. Um, not that the New Englanders were going to Oregon they probably didn't even but they probably know it were was a thing. dying of dysentery but dysentery was probably a big a big deal I mean one of the this movie the witch happens to be about <gasps> gasp witchcraft yep and uh, it's scary witchcraft it's it is scary really witchcraft. scary like you think that they're not gonna do some shit they do and then some in the shit. first like what 10 15 minutes this movie very casually murders a baby <laughs> very casually yeah and this is like this is how casually. This is, this is how the movie starts. It's yeah, like in the first fifteen minutes. It begins I'm, with people being too Christian and then getting their baby murdered, murdered. by by a witch. So it's by like freaking and not a sexy witch either. No, she's a, a like crone. a saggy. Well, she can be sexy if she wants. To. If she wants to, but she wasn't sexy when she murdered the baby. I I will admit that being covered in murdered baby blood would probably be a big turn a off, turn off for me. Yeah, for, personally. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it would have to be fake, and it would have to be negotiated before the right. scene. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, but for I'm me, not... the worst part of this It's got to be fake baby blood, please, Only folks. Only fake baby blood, and I will test it. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I know what real I baby know. blood tastes like now. And it better not be that. Right. <laughs> God damn it. This um, movie is, is brutal. It is. It really and is. The sound. The in that sound scene, design of this movie. The whole movie, but in that scene specifically. Is you didn't see much of anything. No, you but don't. But you heard it. And that's that's one of the things that has it's never changed terrifying. since, you know, since the days of, of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Like, it's what you don't see that yeah, is scarier. Like, Agreed. movies often get bemoaned for showing too much. And then a movie like this comes along and people bemoan it for showing too little. But it's like, really, use your goddamn imagination. It's, it's, it's filmed in an imaginative way. And it still manages to be so horrifying and so disturbing. So disturbing. Because also it establishes that this is real. Like that there is really a witch. There's really a witch. Because one of the things about the like the witchcraft cases, the Salem witch trials, people um, from today have gone back and studied and said maybe that the women or the people accused of witchcraft were acting strangely because they had fungal poisoning or yeah. were sick, uh, had some kind of issue. But back in these days, they they didn't know what germs were, so the only possible right. explanation limited knowledge. was witchcraft or the devil. Yeah. Or witchcraft being in league with the devil, which is what which is the type of witchcraft I think they were preoccupied with. People being yeah. in, in league with, with Satan himself Satan himself. Yeah. And um he seems to appear in the form of a bunny rabbit with weird eyes. Yes. That bunny rabbit. Um, 
The bunny rabbit fucked me up. I've never been so scared by a bunny. I know. It was a really scary bunny. And the animals in this movie. Nothing the, was odd about the bunny, I think. It was just the way the film, the, the, the camera just lingers on a bunny on rabbit's a bunny, eyes. And you're like, like, for too long. Wait, bunny rabbits shouldn't have eyes. They should just be ears and fluffy. Yeah. No Those eyes. are the cute parts, but they linger on the, the eyes. And you're like, oh, God, too this bunny eyes. rabbit, this bunny rabbit knows how I'm going to die. <laughs> And will tell me if I see And will tell me long. if I look too long into its eye. It's like the witch from Big Fish. You're going to yeah. see your your own You're, death? And yeah. Oh. <sighs> um, you had mentioned the... Oh, you had mentioned how brutal this film is and what yeah. it does. And it, and it brings that... It brings that brutality and the cost of... The, the hardship of just living yeah. in this unforgiving terrain to mm. light. One thing that I noticed this time watching it that I didn't quite notice watching it two years ago was when the father says, we will conquer this wild. It will not consume us. And like, spoiler alert, the exact opposite happens. And, and it it's does. like Ron Howard's they voice should have been like, and the forest. by nature yeah. and by the animals and the beasts. And the things that they had tried to tame, like it all backfires in such a primal way. Everyone is killed by, even though witchcraft is invoked, it seems that everyone is who dies is killed by something natural that can't be controlled. I mean, it's it's presented in a very unnatural way. It's not Absolutely. a natural thing to lose family members and then go crazy, but... Um, yeah. When he says this, when he says this, uh, land will not consume us, and then literally gets pushed into a pile of wood—the wood that he's been chopping forever the and whole ever. Movie. It's literally his act. His only act of self-care is to pray to Jesus and chop wood, and he ends up chopping so much wood and stacking it so high that it kills him when it topples on top of him. Of course, Satan in the form of a goat named Black Philip. Yeah does have a hand in making that happen, but I thought it was interesting he sure how he says, nature will not consume us. And then a pile of chopped, of chopped wood. wood literally consumes him. Yeah. But do you think that the fact that it's the wood that he chopped was a symbol of his hubris at thinking that he could control nature by chopping it up into little pieces? Hmm. Is that, um, is that yeah. too deep a cut? Maybe no, it's not that it deep. Is, I don't think it is too deep. I think I think that imagery is something that's mm-hmm. so visceral that it there's no way that it wasn't intentional. Yeah, quite a few people are consumed by nature. Even Oh my god, yeah. Even the way that Thomason ends up surviving is to give herself over to nature. Yeah, and be consumed. Absolutely. Um so yeah, I guess it's a happy ending for all. We get consumed by nature. One of the Back most, from whence we came. Yeah. Back from whence we came. Dust to dust. In a movie of wood brilliant to wood performances. Yeah, wood piles. Oh my god. They go on. In a movie of brilliant performances. Yeah, brilliant performances. The middle son. He is. He really. He really, he really drives it home because he's quite young. He is. But. Like 10 or 11 Yeah, or he can't be older than that. And, or 12, maybe. And maybe he, 13. Losing his sibling goes through an immediate crisis of faith, faith which is completely uh-huh. understandable. And a crisis of manhood. Yes, it a seems that he's coming into he he's becoming aware of sexuality and the way he yes. looks at his sister and it's gross. It's very uncomfortable. It's gross, but boys uh, that happens. Um, children grow up and they learn. They learn about sexuality, and if you're literally the only other people in your life are your family members, well, you're going to learn about sexuality from right. them. Absolutely. And from what you know about them. And so there's it, it, it creates this really weird dynamic between these two siblings. And the way they interact is always somewhat uncomfortable, even though they're interacting pretty normally for an older sister and younger brother to do. Yeah. Like when she eats his head like an apple. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. But five minutes earlier, he was like staring really intently at her boobs. Yeah. It's it's very... It's like they're just boobs. Uncomfortable. 
if, if only they had said, instead of saying, look to Jesus and look to that, if only someone had just said, these are boobs, this is what they do. Yeah. But no, I don't know why you have nipples. But no, repression. No, yeah. If only All of that repression. I don't think sex ed changed much between 1600s and the era in Texas where you grew up. No. God, no. Did you get any sex ed? My sex ed was us in the eighth grade and we like we like talked about like pads and tampons a little bit when when i was in in the fifth grade but not very much and then the eighth grade we had a big abstinence assembly oh oh an assembly it was yeah like a doctor a local doctor came Uh and spoke to our entire like eighth grade class and And about abstinence only and he showed really really extreme pictures of untreated stds and it was all really wow. like manipulative propaganda. So I remember um, seeing the pictures of STDs. I remember yeah, you, being you shown know that blue those photos. Oh God, no! <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. I mean, yeah. There's this. Let's there's this R-rated. unfortunate trope that uh, pff, we have, we are way past that. We, how many dicks has Jesus sat on <laughs> by now? Um, all well, the dicks. according to his Yelp review, I don't. <laughs> at least. At least ten. Oh wow! And Seventy times seven. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's a quote from the Bible about wow. forgiveness. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I was raised, says. I was raised Jewish, and the people I that was actually a locked up Presbyterian. Nice. Uh, the people that actually showed me those pictures of STIs were uh, were sex therapists who mm. had been hired through my temple through my Jewish temple to teach us about sex. And we also learned from them how to put on a condom and what pads and tampons and panty liners. Like when I grew up and, and came out and everything and would display even the most minor knowledge of what a panty liner is and how it's different than a pad and knowing what a diva cup is and not being like weird, weirdly grossed out by talking about it. And people are like, but but how do you know that? You don't have vaginas. And I'm like... You're a man. And and I'm a gay man, so apparently I'm never supposed to interact with vaginas. Never. But it's Slaw. like, if I'm just as disgusted by straight men as straight men appear to be when talking about menstruation, then we're never going to uh, move beyond this Absolutely. 1600s mentality about sex, which, as extreme as it is in this movie, is still taught to people today today it's so applicable uh, if if it's not quite as extreme as literally this father telling his son every single day we are trash yeah. <laughs> don't ever forget we're trash and the only person who's good is jesus that power bottom will never mm. be as great as him We'll never take dick as well as he will, son. We never will, son, and and that's that's the greatest sin of all. No, the the, the idea of this original sin you're taught that you are sinful and then you're not taught anything about sex sexuality or the way your body works other than the fact that you're sinful for existing and yeah. you're sinful Everything's for these parts of you this. existing yeah. and it just it it creates such a, a lack of a sense of identity yeah for 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 people who grow up in that and i was even like low-key I was talking to my therapist about it the sure. other day just you know just because of course um fundamental religions breed a need for therapy and it's just they this sure idea do. that like <laughs> personality you don't there's a fractured sense of personhood of personality because personality is equated with deeds or with the things that you do or whatever so any mistake is going to make you a bad person. Right. And even if you don't do anything, he's like, they're just standing there in the woods. And he's like, just being here, just being alive is a sin. And I'm like, okay, maybe but this is why you were kicked out of Christian is, camp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no sir. No camp for you. Right. Uh, yeah, summer camp being, was, oh, was fun God. until you said the canoes were sinful because they existed. Yeah, that's, that's 
and that we had to fast because there wasn't enough food. When he says we'll fast because Jesus wants us to. It's like, can you please cite your sources, sir? Well, his sources are that the corn is bad. Right. Their crops are no good. He's he's telling them to fast. He's telling his family that they'll fast. But it's partially because of religious reasons, but also because they will starve if they don't ration their food. Yeah. And he knows that, and he's using yeah. religion to, to, to say, to yeah, happen. and well, I mean, that's not done anymore. Thank God, no, right? never. Thank goodness that, that religion happens. is never invoked to keep the poor and needy. Poor and, and needy. needy. But tell them that, you know, there's going to, that you're, you're sinful, but... Another another emphasis is that it's all part of this plan. Mm-hmm. You're rewarded in the end for how much you suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like that power bottom Jesus was. Yeah. He suffered a lot. He, he did. Especially his butthole. You know what? I, I don't like to think that his butthole suffered. I in think vain. that his butthole... <laughs> did suffer in vain. If, his butthole experienced the most joy in his life. I mean, way more than his arms and ankles, That's I imagine. Fair. That's probably He suffered true. some trauma to those areas that I think we all know about. That's not where you're supposed to put that. No. <laughs> Good Arr. lord. Um, I think this movie kind of lends itself to, to making fun of religion and making fun oh. of Jesus. And, yeah. and, and it's because there's a way to use your faith to, to help yourself and to help other mm. people. But there's also so many ways to use it to hurt other people and this movie is just 100 percent that yeah and it's yeah i don't know i think there's there, there's like this term of like punching up mm-hmm. of like making using a, making a statement yeah making a statement making like a an informed maybe sometimes a little um nihilistic joke right per, perhaps maybe yeah but if you're in a class of people that's marginalized by a different entity or structure yeah the very fucking least we can do is call it by its name and laugh about it call it by its name and laugh about it yeah and much like freddy krueger in the nightmare on elm street it'll explode into glitter yeah if you just don't acknowledge it i stole that from a podcast i listened to called the faculty of horror (laughs) quick plug for other (laughs) horror podcasts run by awesome people um they happen to be feminists. Would you consider this movie to be feminist? That's a really interesting question. It's loaded. Did it you is feel, so fucking loaded. I felt it. Feel how loaded Look, that was. It's so loaded that I need to go get more tea. Absolutely. So we'll sorry. take another break. Ah, I'll shrink like wrap my skin like a again. Twenty second. Okay. <laughs> Are you enjoying? You enjoying Camino? your tea? Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, can we just real quick look at my amazing mug? Don't be a Cuntosaurus, and it has a cute little dinosaur on it. Is that dinosaur a Cuntosaurus? No, it's not a Cuntosaurus, and it's also telling you to also not be a Cuntosaurus. Oh, so what kind of dinosaur is this? It's a green one with uh, spiky spikes, kind of orange. A Bibisaurus. Bibisaurus. A small, a small. Also known as a not a Cuntosaurus. Smallodactyl. A smallodactyl. Telling you not to be a cuntosaurus. That's really interesting. Sharpie fanger? Perhaps, yes. <laughs> pointy snoot? Yeah. <laughs> pointy snoot is a good is a good scientific name. Sharpie toes? <laughs> Those aren't sharp toes. Those are very no, soft looking really, toes. I know, like this is the cutest little dinosaur I've ever seen in my life. Definitely not a cuntosaurus. No. No way. No, this was a, a gift from the amazing Carrie Ginsburg. Honestly, if... Oh, shout out to Carrie. Shout if, out to Carrie. If the people Carrie, in this movie... you better movie, be listening to this podcast. I'm going to send it to you. And if you don't reply back to me with this specific moment, I'll know that you lied about listening. Oh, my God. <laughs> this got very personal and very dark. I don't know if this friendship's going to survive this if, call out. I don't... <laughs> but she does give you good mugs with uh, good mottos. It's really good mottos. I, I think I love you, Carrie. I don't know if okay, uh, I doubt they found the term Cuntosaurus in the writings from the 1600s, but I doubt. Again with the segues. Holy shit! Aren't I so <laughs> great at them? <clears throat> good. Thank you for keeping me on track. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, feminist movie. Is this movie? <laughs> wow, a you remembered. Movie? Yeah, man. I didn't. I totally forgot been, where we were going I, with I've all this. I've been avoiding it because I don't know how to answer this fucking question. Because I feel like you got to get into like what even is feminism? <laughs> Please tell or, me. <laughs> the, by which I mean, fuck. What do I mean? I mean like there there's so many ideas about what it means to be a feminist. And there are so many really just like different ideas about that. There, there are different meanings or different ideas about what it means to be an activist. And I would consider a true feminist to be an activist of some sort, um, especially in this day and age. So for thinking about what are different types of activism, right? Right. There's a lot of debate going around about um, the validity of different types of protest, uh, uh, whether they be peaceful or violent. Uh, there are a lot of people who say violence is never the answer. There are a lot of people who, like Angela Davis was saying when she was in jail and being interviewed, um, why are you asking me about violence? I grew up in Alabama. Like, I've had police officers kicking my door down with guns for no reason. I've seen people murdered in front of me. Why are you talking to me about being violent? Because it's this idea of fighting against oppression can be and sometimes is and sh and maybe sometimes should be i mean look at what's happening in hong kong right now violent um and a lot of times it's a response to systemic violence so bringing you back to this movie sure um you can keep you can keep ranting i love it i mean <laughs> i love a good feminist rant as much as the next person but but i so like there there are all sorts of different ideas about it and and a lot of it for me has to do with um, response to trauma right a movie that would impose this kind of trauma on its women characters a movie that would treat this yeah a society a family a father a mother who would do this to this little girl she's a yeah, she's, she's a little girl yeah. at the end to see in this really scary, morbid way. And then at the same time, it's like, has she been manipulated in this the whole time? So is that really feminist? That, that That's a whole other question. Of I think that on its surface, people would say any movie that, any movie that includes violence against women of this magnitude is not feminist because right. it includes violence against women. But you were mentioning... But I'm an equal violence opportunist <laughs> the, when it comes to my horror films. The boys got fucked up in this movie, too. Yes. It's so very horribly. Yes. Everyone got fucked up. Everyone got very fucked and up. And at the end, it's because our heroine, of It's because of that freaking goat. It's all that goat's fault, yeah. Honestly, it's the goat. Or misogyny. Por que no los dos. Por que no los Yes, absolutely. But I... Yeah. I mean, I think it's a... And in the genre of horror, it works so beautifully. It is an extreme response, extreme look at uh, the response to misogyny mm -hmm. and to. Uh, you mentioned punching up. Like, is this saying yes. something that furthers the conversation? Right. I mean, it, I cl very clearly it is. And I, yeah, I would agree. Here would, we are furthering the conversation years later. We, yeah, we're still talking about it. It was yeah. released all the way back in 2015. Back in back in 2015, when you Obama know, was still president. <laughs> you know, fuck that. That does sound like a major. Um, I think the cat's trying to get back into the apartment. No, she's right there. Oh my god, then what was that? No. Oh. Update, we have not been murdered by an evil goat. It was just an Amazon delivery. That scratchy, oh my gosh. It was a scritchy scratch and I didn't Amazon like it. Amazon knew that we were talking about them know, earlier, like about how they're listening to like us and they sent like, a package <gasps> to us to scare oh us. Because no. they're always listening to they're our private always, conversations. Oh my god. They probably listen to that feminist rant you went on and are like sending yeah, you exactly. uh, just like Betty the, Friedan book or something. Yeah, they're listening. I'm like, just like the goat so was listening way. to everything that Thomason was saying to her younger siblings. Now it's doubly with the segues. Hey. <laughs> Boopity bop. Oh, wow. I'm so impressed. Grasshopper has become the grasshopper. <laughs> I love that word. Uh, Cuntosaurus, grasshoppy. I think we're we're doing we're doing we're great. We're we're really cooking with gas here at the gag. Um, speaking of cooking with gas, they could only cook with fire back in those days. I I was like, God, how? And and this is such like a surface level thing to think. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, how fucking boring <laughs> your life was. And you got up so early, too. All it was is, is trying not so to freeze day. to death and then trying not to <laughs> die of starvation. They are literally the only That's two true. goals. Other than praying and, and getting salvation, your only goals back then were to not freeze to death and not starve. I think, I yeah. think that was it. And That's all they did. That's all they fucking did. <laughs> All they did was, was boil water. Not die. Yeah, they boiled that water. They boiled water. You just they cut that grass. They, yeah. They played peekaboo with that baby. And then and that then baby they did. <gasps> We've lost the thread. I'm probably gonna we cut have. some of this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Get us back on track. I'll try. Please. I think that. I think that the. We haven't talked about the little kids, the, Ooh, this twin. Those scary little kids. Because they creeped me the fuck because out. Because on on the surface, you see two little kids and you immediately associate them with innocence. But these two kids and they're twats. twats. They are they are contasauruses. They are it, in the characters at least. I'm sure the yeah, actors the who played sure those children lovely. are the best the best uh, nothing, child actors nothing ever. but respect no but child play, actor can get close anyway right but they, your fave could never <laughs> your your fave uh, trash the, the stranger things kids trash trash no they're great too anyway Screw that gap tooth boy oh my god no i'm just kidding he's it. precious <laughs> save okay. his life anyway um these kids are twins in the, and I think that inherently makes them creepier because yes. twins are creepy. Because sorry, all the wonderful twins that I know. You're creepy y'all are because... you fucking creepy, especially if you have red hair. I'm sorry. Red-headed twins? Oh, God. No, thank you. Do those exist? I've never seen any. Do you think um, they keep Fred them... and George Weasley. Okay, but real ones. <laughs> what are you talking We're about? We're not talking about fake characters anymore. We already talked about Jesus. Anyway. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were talking about Jesus's great plan. Um, the the idea that you have to suffer your entire life because yeah. it's a part of some great plan has always sat not great in yeah. the craw. You know, no, because it's it's manipulative. It's so manipulative. It's if if what God has taught us in parentheses quotation You're marks. Quotation I am marks, giving not air quotes. God damn it! Okay. One too many hits. <laughs> We're doing a power hour, by the way. <laughs> In case you weren't aware of why the thread is slipping. No, That's why. I don't know what you're talking about. This is fucking perfect. Anyway, back to me. Yeah. So, if, if whatever God teaches you in the Old and New Testament, and then the men of the world are teaching us in these churches, mm-hmm. is are things that a boyfriend would say to you? We would say this is a narcissistic, abusive relationship. Relationship. Yeah, it's abusive the way it's fucking abuse. Yeah, that's what it is. Religion, hot take. Religion, the first one of the night, y'all. Holy fuck! Religion was designed to keep people in subjugation. I think so. I think it was started on. I think it was started on goodwill. And then it's slowly, I mean, not sure. slowly. It's throughout history. Has been all religions have been by have been manipulated. People. It's the way that you, it's the way that you manipulate other people by teaching them that they are trash compared mm-hmm. to God. I, yeah. The way I see it is, God doesn't want you to think you're trash. God wants you. To accept your trash, to know that you're trash, and to be like your trashiest self. Make everyone smell trash. what you got going on. <laughs> I think that the, the when people use religion to say, I'm not a mistake. I'm a work in progress. Yeah. That's that's a way to use your religion correctly. Yeah. yeah. To I, say, I want to help other people because I like doing good deeds. Not because I want some reward in the end. That's how to use your religion Or because you're motivated by fear. <laughs> or because you're motivated by fear of, of from hell. your religion. Yeah. Which is the camp that I grew up in. And yes. like, I can't even... And the fear of the hell and the fear of damnation is, is, so is used to great effect here. So much. Yeah. It's all about fear. And, and the, the way that children 
fear their sister because they're taught to fear the unknown, to fear, you know... Mm -hmm. The way I feared them. Right. And you're like, but these, twins. these twins are kind of What happened the to them they... at the end? Exactly. It's they never, just disappear. Like, were they ever really there? We were don't. They... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But Maybe. like, were they ever, like, what is that? Were they, if we're going with this whole idea of Thomason, like this was a plan from the beginning, this goat or whatever. Was when Thomason's did they get the goat? Plan? No, no, that the goat she's... manipulated her, goat Satan. Oh, Manipulates right. Thomason from the beginning, manipulates this whole thing. After the after Satan morphs from a rabbit, rabbit into a goat <clears throat> named Black Philip, And they sing that song. Um, children singing nursery rhymes in a horror movie are <laughs> okay. automatically, it's automatically it's not rude. okay. So you it's already know no there's a... It's no for me. Yeah, it's no for me, dog. Because you automatically at the outset know that these kids are going to get fucked up somehow. Somehow. Because they're twins and they're singing a nursery rhyme. It does not bode well for them. But what they end up doing is causing grief and strife for Thomason, our, our main hero girl, because, well, first of all, because they don't understand sarcasm and they're they, being shitty yeah, kids. So when she twats. says, I'm, yeah, sure, yeah, you're I'm calling a me a witch and I'm a witch and I'm going to... Yes, and. All she was doing was yes-anding them. Thomason picked the worst time to invent sarcasm. <laughs> Truly, because she scares that little girl yeah. to death. That's and why we have the second and city. And that girl went... this was the first city, and it did not work out. Right. <laughs> she went clickety-clackety. That clickety-clackety song that she was singing before right. she got sarcasmed to, ha to death <laughs> was like, oh, this little drama queen... Mm -hmm is asking for it and yet then she manages to twist it back on Thomason when a little 10-year-old boy gets sick. Yes. He he get it's literally obvious that he gets pneumonia, a lung infection of some kind, but of course not knowing what germs are, they they blame the devil. Okay. And so but it the, was a witch. But it was a witch because then he vomited up an entire apple. See, those were the times where I'm like should this movie have been more vague? It right. really, it really couldn't that's... have been. It was very sparse already. I yeah. think if there were fewer moments like that bloody apple, it wouldn't be as an, as effective in a movie. Agreed. Because I think you know there are enough movies about Puritan life that aren't legitimate <laughs> folk horror like this. Yeah. Um. So this one does have those beautiful set pieces of horror like when he meets her in the woods and she's a beautiful woman and then the hand that is exactly not from a beautiful woman comes up behind him. It's like that uh, scene in The Shining with the bathtub lady who's yeah. pretty and then she's... Very scary. Very not, not okay. She is an unwell woman. And she makes this kid unwell by keeping him out in the woods too long or by bewitching him or whatever. But when they ask the two little idiots to pray, they get so scared that they forget their prayers. And instead of saying, sorry, I'm five and I forgot my prayers, they blame Thomason for she witchcraft. Made me forget. Oh, and the mom eats it out of like, the palm of she, their twatty little hands. She wanted that. She'd been waiting for someone to accuse her daughter she of witchcraft. She would turn on her daughter in a dime. It was a very unhealthy mother-daughter relationship. So unhealthy. Like, I want to know... Like, I'm glad with how sparse the film was. I want them to go was, to therapy. But I want, I mean, clearly, especially <laughs> after that final scene between them. Jesus. Jesus. Well, well, I don't think they need therapy after that final scene, because uh, one of them is dead. is very dead very after dead. that final scene. But I just remember, like, the moment of, like, well, you, you can't, any hope that I had that maybe they could work it out. Did you want the mother and daughter to work it out? Did you want them to live side by side as witches or by the or No. The willingness of the mother to to blame not only her daughter, but blame her daughter's burgeoning yes. womanhood. Yes. Calling her like a whore. A whore and a slut. Saying that she's she's more kind she's of. not on the Oregon Trail, honey. She's on the Horagon Trail. So that whore better gone. be gone. Um, that was a line directly taken from a court record from 1607. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's chilling. Horagon Trail. Anyway, uh, anyway, you're from Texas. Yes. So, did you grow up with the Oregon Trail? Or is that 
not taught in the South because you didn't have sex ed or right. well, television or phones or books. Nothing. We no didn't books. have any of that. I don't know what a book is. Oh, that's... Um, it's something that they use to history. make... It's something that they use to, like, plan out future movies. That's kind of oh, what a book yeah, is yeah, these yeah. days. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I've... There's just no time to read. Who has the time? I think I've heard of those. We have to make podcasts instead. Exactly. Um, speaking of reading, because I was raised a big old Jew... Right, right. What is the thing about writing your name in the devil's book? I, I didn't do my research on that, but it's also in The Chilling Adventures of, of Sabrina, Sabrina. Where she write her name in you the gotta write. Book. What does writing your name in the devil's book mean is it I mean, it's, is it it's like the signing of a contract there's this weird mythology what is the book contracts. is it the anti-bible is it well, eat pray love what is it probably eat pray love I, I, yeah. I, if i remember correctly from all my is it the secret years oh, the secret. of i feel like in maybe one of the books of uh the first four gospels where they have the story of jesus they, there's always the story of him being tempted in the desert by mm-hmm. the devil for like 40 days and 40 nights or some shit. Mm-hmm. And the devil is, is tempting him with a lot of things. What, by saying things like, wouldst thou like food to live? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously, Jesus? Right. Would thou like to, to never live open your butthole again? Jesus. For your deliciously. Yelp reviewers? Um, yeah, things yeah. like that. And. I, maybe I'm making this shit up. Or just the invention of I a better lubricant. Because maybe Jesus didn't iconic. want to stop bottoming. Maybe he enjoyed it. He just it. wanted to enjoy it even more. Exactly. Like, why shame Why shame people who like sitting on dicks and healing lepers? That's true. I think, uh, it's I think those are both moral, really admirable. Really good moral pursuits. Both Absolutely. of them. Um, but Jesus was getting tempted by... by yeah, by the devil. By and devil I think... Goat. <laughs> I, I might be thinking of... Well, the, the Little snake. Mermaid. Well, the snake in the garden. There's of all Eden. these things about like agreements and contracts, yeah. whether written or verbal, or spoken things like that, um, in the garden with the snake. In the not desert to mention with Jesus apples and, and in this movie are a recurring, recurring uh, motif, motif if you, you will. Thank you. Literature. Um, that's another thing books are good for. Give it us words like motif and whatnot. Um, the the apple of you know, education of knowledge, knowledge is bad. Which which is why <laughs> I think there are sexual overtones to his meeting the witch. To that little boy. Oh, I'm well she kisses him. I'm pretty sure that some kind of creepy untoward yeah. assault happens on Absolutely. this child. I mean kissing kissing a child that is not yours on the lips in that way is, is assault. automatically yeah, assault. Like, yeah, so, but I, I think going with that, that symbol of that apple. The apple is knowledge. Yeah. Not to mention, and I hate saying this because the it's a child actor yeah. performing this. Spoiler alert, he dies. Yeah. He dies it's, it's in really bed. It's really horrific. Surrounded by his family, and his last moments are pure joy before his death. They're pure ecstasy. And, and, Religious ecstasy is often invoked in in stories like this. Like I've, I remember, all the saints would be mm-hmm. in ecstasy when they finally understood God's love. Yeah. But what does it say that he has a sexual encounter? Talks about knowing God's love. Mm-hmm. Erupts in this almost orgasmic ecstasy, yeah. and, and then drops dies. dead. That's, yeah, I, it's, that's yeah. so horrific to behold, first of all, but it's also one of those things that you're going to be talking about with your weird horror friends, as we are exactly. currently doing, for a long time. Yeah, and I, I think that is all, like the whole movie, very mm-hmm. deliberately done. And, yeah. and a really, really nice, horrific touch. Um, it's, it's all so disturbing. But like that makes it for such great cinema. It's so well done. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think about the ending? Do you think that when she starts talking to Black Philip and he asks her about, you know, wouldn't she like butter? Wouldn't she like? I mean, by this point in the film, we've been treated to such horror, and she is the only one to make She's it out. She's the only one left, yeah. But you also get the sense that she's 
no better off without these people. You've, no matter yeah. how horribly they treated her, what is her how what is her option? Like, well, how is she going to survive? So she is all alone. How right. can she possibly make it in this harsh wilderness that managed to consume the rest of her family? So that when Black Philip asks her if she wants to eat butter and live deliciously, of and, she does. you know, she has no other choice. Get that good, good. She, of course, says yes, yeah. because it's not about pleasing the Lord at this point. It's about survival. fucking survival. Yeah. But, and, and this is why I keep going back to this idea that I have, which might be totally un, unfounded. But of course, this it's, idea. It's founded of, by you. It's not unfounded. It is recently founded by Caroline. That's real. <laughs> what is it, though? That's so sweet. Oh my God. You're I welcome. feel so validated. Oh, Holy shit. You are so valid, but what, what oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he chooses that moment to make himself known to her. Yes, when she's completely alone. She's and completely alone. And has no Would other Would you say options. vulnerable? Very vulnerable. So it's like... I, that's why I feel like... It's conflicting, this though. Because she's still being taken advantage of. Exactly. Because she, that, because she yeah. literally has no other choice. By this... Yeah. So Out I, of the frying pan yeah. into the fire. Exactly. Neither of which they had back then. Oh, no. They had fire. They had fire. They it's only, they only lit that film with natural light. So all the interior shots were only lit by fires and candles. And I'm like, wow. oh, so artsy. But then it's you look so at, artsy, but then it's But then you look at how the film looks, and it's and like, it's gorgeous. damn, it's gorgeous. It really is. Damn. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm conflicted on the idea that it's truly feminist. I think it, it talks about interesting feminist ideas. I don't know that it's a celebration necessarily at the end, but it could be saying something interesting about feminism today. If it is a celebration or... Or, like, how, I don't know. If it's kind of, oh, wow, many of feminists us, these days, all they want to do is cover themselves in blood and dance around a fire. They've really lost the thread, haven't they? <laughs> yes. Yes, and. Yes, and? Um, yes, and no, at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, yes, and absolutely yes, and not. You're so not. wrong, I don't know Jesus why I Christ. said yes to begin with. I regret everything. Uh, when she, when, if nothing else... She's given the choice by Black yes. Phillip. He asks her, yes. do you want butter? Do you want to live deliciously? And she's like, you know what? Fuck I wasn't I being given the choice before. Now at so least now a choice. I get to choose. But is it truly a choice if the other choice is death? Death. Uh, uh, that's a good question, Deberly. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's He's why like it's conflicting. He's like the ultimate manipulator. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like there was sinister manipulation from the beginning from this demon devil who's been inhabiting these this animal body. So he's not a hero. Professor Snape was a dick the whole time. He was. He, so Professor was, Snape was so abusive. And so was God Black Philip. And so was Black Philip. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm sorry, but Sirius Black <laughs> was, he, was a little bitch. Was he a, <laughs> Wow! In book all the five, way, all the way to the end five, of the podcast, and we get this hot take—the hottest of takes. Of all the takes, he just needed to calm down. Serious Black needed to for calm like down two more days. <sighs> I it can mm. still be with us. I was so devastated. So it's his fault. You're blaming him for getting killed. No, I, I'm obviously blaming Bellatrix. Like, it was her fault, one hundred percent. I kill Serious Black. Okay, let's God. This is all your fault. We got to get back on track. I didn't do we, this. That wasn't me at all. We can totally uh, argue about Sirius Black, no. but not on I podcast love, time. I love Sirius Black, but in the book, I'll he, let you know, listeners, if it ends our friendship. Whiny bitches in book five. I think that Harry Potter is a wonderful series, but it is populated almost entirely by whiny bitches. Yeah, there are a lot of whiners in that series. There sure are. Very, very, very whiny. Why didn't anyone um, like that? They're magicians. They can make things appear at will. Why are the wizards sad at all? They have, they have nothing to be sad about. Magic. Um, and now <laughs> and now Thomason First, has magic too because yes, she ends because the movie floating. Says yes, and floating in the air. She lives the other witches. She, so do you think she begins living deliciously, or do you think it's a um Another, it's going to lead to another sacrifice, another prison, another prison for her. Absolutely, the latter. Oh, 
That's such a bleak ending. No wonder people prefer to see it as a happy thing. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. You don't need a happy ending. I don't need to, a happy to, ending. To tuck you in it. I appreciate it, but I don't need it. I, I, I'm about to go watch Strain for the third time and purposely give myself nightmares, but I don't care because I love that show. Oh, the Strain, is that the vampire one by Guillermo del Toro? Yes. I've never, I should give it's that a try. It's so good and so scary and so campy. It's great. So at the, I will give it a try. At the end of the uh, recording, I asked my guests if they gagged on this film. Did it make them gag? And was it a good bad, a good gag or a bad gag? It was an excellent gag. And I agree. I gagged, I gagged ecstatically. Yeah, I was, I was happy to gag was, about it. I it, was like, oh, thank you, Daddy. Much yes, yes, thank you, Daddy Ralph. Tell me why I'm trash and <laughs> thank you, Black Philip. <laughs> like, if you're gonna call me trash, we better be fucking like we better, we better not be, be. We better not be in the woods talking about life. Like, I don't want to no. hear. I don't want to hear derogatory. Uh, talk unless, unless it's dirty talk yeah. and we've agreed to it beforehand because communication is key. Communication is key. Ugh. I also ask... This is a wholesome podcast. Truly. Wow. <laughs> Jesus sitting on dicks and mm. pure validation. I also ask if you'd gag on it again. Would you oh, watch this movie again? Absolutely, I would, yes. See, I... And I would watch is, it with other people or alone. I would watch it but only with other people. Because I've now watched it a few times, and honestly, even with other people, I might not immediately say, put it in my mouth, I want to gag on it. Sure. Because because when when you requested The Witch, I was like, yes, that's such a great movie, but I'll be honest, I kind of dreaded watching it again, because I was like, but only because I'm like wow, can I really sit through this two-hour movie again? And then I looked at the runtime. It is it is nary over 90 minutes yeah, long. It's I short, just felt like it was a two-hour movie because, it, because the movie itself truly aged me. And yeah. I'm, I'm already a thousand <laughs> years old. But this movie it's exhausting. took years off my life with yeah. all of its brutality and hardship. So while it's a beautiful yes. uh, piece of film, cinematic filmmaking, it might go the way of of certain other movies that to me only need to be experienced a few times like Like Requiem for a Fucking Dream Irreversible um, most of the films of Gaspar Noé sorry dude but you know what kind of movies you're making yeah but uh, I would probably recommend this film to anyone who appreciates a good scare but also likes to just be creeped the fuck out. So creeped the fuck out. So many dusk shots. Truly. And, dusk and shots in the woods. With everything so that we've scary. talked about and with everything that we've given away, even in this. So many things. It, it's still, away. there's still. It'll it, make you jump. It, it, there are still parts that you, there are parts that I watched. I'm sure that there are parts that I'll be seeing for the first time if I watch it a third time. There yeah. are a lot of little things to notice in a film like this. Especially because it's so sparse that everything had to be set up so deliberately. Apparently they went way the fuck out into the middle of nowhere, Ontario, to film it. Wow. um, Because they wanted to film in New England, but the tax incentives weren't good enough. Good job, capitalism! Right. So they went to Canada and filmed in a place called Kiosk, Ontario. Great. A great name because it's probably the town version of one of those kiosks at the mall that you never go to you're yeah, like completely isolated way out in the corner and you're like that poor woman you avoid it selling those cell phone covers yeah. i wonder if she wants to live deliciously <laughs> would she butter? like the taste of butter and with that we bid you adieu happy adieu. gagging y'all